So thank you so much for coming on, Kate. Oh, thank you for now. having me. <laughs> it's been absolute joy. I love these conversations. I love what you said um, just now about being a love warrior. That really is just like, yeah, yes. baby. <laughs> That's what we're leading the world with. Like none of us do, you know, we're all doing this work. We could find much easier ways to get paid, couldn't we? But we're doing this because it comes from a place of love and it comes from a place of wanting the world to be, you know, a better place for us, for our children, for children's children. And that only comes from a fierce place of love. Yeah, it's definitely, there has been a big shift this year. Have you felt that? I mean, we were talking about this before we even started recording, but I feel like there's a real shift into that love-based way of doing business. I think for me, what I'm really noticing is that um, it's a shift. Yeah, I mean, I think there's been a lot of it around in the spiritual community, but we're talking about love as an activism, you know, so there's... Mm. A, it, there's a lot more realness it's not so wafty wafty I'm off in my pashmina in yeah. Bali Costa Rica whatever you know being a, yeah, like yeah. no shade but it's like love is a very practical thing you know we if you think back to the eight types of love as the Greeks defined it we there's so many different forms of love and when we can show up for the world in filial love which is brotherly love then it means that we're doing more to take care of each other mm. and we need that because like governments media will have us pitting against each other and divisive because it serves a rhetoric whereas love brings people together and it cares doesn't it mm. so and it heals and, and and that's the kind of love that we need I love that and and going back into the piece as well about about easier easier ways to make money you know I think we can all relate to that and yet you know I wonder how you feel about this Kate I, I can probably guess your answer but certainly for me um more and more and more I find like I cannot do anything else like not not even on a practical level on a on a on an energetic level, on an emotional level, if I start to think about, oh, I'll just get a job, you know, apart from putting aside the fact that nobody would employ me. <laughs> I just can't. I oh, just, my God. Like, I'd be the worst employee in the world because I'd be trying <laughs> to do what I do now in a workplace. Exactly. And it would not it would not go down well. I don't <laughs> think my managers would like me very well, very much. But yeah, I I'm exactly the same. I have these conversations with myself all the time. It's like, you know, those balancing parts of yourself where you're like, yeah. well, maybe I'll just go and get a job because it would be easier. And then I'm like, oh my God, I can't think of anything. And and exactly as you're saying, I can't not do this. This is like an expression of my life force and my purpose in the world. And like, I'm going to be doing this until the day I take my last breath. So yeah. no, like there's just no other way of doing it. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, and I think it, we've all been there with the LinkedIn searches. And I mean, <laughs> I look, I looked the other day and it was like, oh, my old boss is um, recruiting. Oh, <laughs> I make, maybe I could do that. And then I really had to have a real chat with myself. Like, do we really want to go there, Sarah? Do we really want to go in an yeah. office and what, you know, actually I quite like what I'm doing. So it's almost like you need to kind of go back, have that conversation. You need to test yourself, don't you? And just check oh, it. 
actually, it's not whether people would employ me, it's whether I want to be in that situation. Yes. Again. I think it's that, isn't yeah. it? I have lovely conversations with people that I used to work with back in agency days. And it's like, you know, like I'm still me, but that was a different version of me. And I have like when I'm hosting something or I'm doing a retreat or I'm doing a workshop, I often have people who I used to work with now come on these things because they're like they look at what I'm doing and how I'm how they see whatever version they see of me. And they're like, oh, I need some of that. So I knew Kate when and look at her now and I want some of that. So they come back into my world. So it's like this beautiful, different energetic trans transaction you know yeah. I love it what was your awakening moment because I think we've talked about this before and I know Koya played a big part in that like moving your body is a big part of that so what was what was yours when did you realize that, that um, was, you know no so more I think yeah <laughs> no more LinkedIn well I think you know it kind of stems back to I lost my mum very suddenly um 17 years ago and then my dad two years later and there's nothing like loss for you to wake up like seriously nothing like it so that's when the breadcrumb just started like dropping in and I it's it, I, I kind of see that journey since then of all of the things that I've been on but yeah it's that it's that moment of finding the mind body connection that was like oh I get to completely do things in the way that takes me in a different direction because until then I'd started um coaching and and training as a coach and left the advertising world but I still had my toe in um production and and project management and and, and what I was doing for a number of years and I came at the coaching side of things on a very strategic logic base like I'm going to do this and I'm going to go back into advertising agency world and it, it was like it was I got results but I was really unhappy it was there was just no soul to it and I didn't even know what that meant at that time and it wasn't until finding Koya that like literally everything everything shifted and I wasn't expecting it because I found a relationship to my body and and all of the energy that's inside of me and around me and it was like oh there is no going back from here is there (laughs) and I'm really pleased about that yeah. And that, that that's a really interesting piece for me as well. And, you know, linking back to our earlier conversation about disconnection and about women coming back into their bodies and starting to re, re-own them for themselves. I mean, isn't that fascinating? So many people I know, their, their awakening or their initial awakening, um, because as we know, it never really stops has been about coming back into the body and the energy and the spirit and my god yeah yeah I mean there's so much to that isn't there that we are human beings spiritual beings having this human experience and to be human is to be in the body like in the physical and women particularly get so disconnected from their bodies at a very early age because it's like well your body should look like this it should do this it shouldn't do this you should eat this you you know like let's just fill those lips let's take this bit off and that constant disconnection is really disempowering and so what I find is 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 exactly that when you know when women try queer for the first time they're like oh I forgot I forgot who I was and now I'm starting to remember 
and it's not just who I am but it's who you know my lineage is as well because there's that energetic connection when we connect get connected to the physical it's in our DNA so oh it's so such powerful work yeah I see that as well and in my own work as well when you know I'm taking women through like exploring their soul expression on a big sheet of paper and you know at first it's so daunting and then you just see the point where they begin to connect themselves and at the same time kind of lose themselves because they're just in it and you know it is a dance it's like oh they come back to the brain and the mind and then they kind of go back into the body again and the energy and it's it's so beautiful to witness I love that so much so much I need to come and work with you yeah. We'll do Goya and painting together. So that oh, could be interesting. God, yeah. God, well, yeah. Yeah, I can imagine. I mean, doing... Moving the hips and... Oh, yeah. yes. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, make that happen. You heard it here first, people. <laughs> Exclusive. <laughs> oh, I guess that the, there is that synergy. It is just... It's, there's something that I went through a couple of weeks back was um, I realised I had a wound around um, a, ch- a childhood, a childhood experience where I was a dancer. But it was very so like I was I'm searching for this freedom, this joy, and I know it's there. And when I'm in spaces like Koya, when I did your expression, Zoe, when I, you know, when I've done all of the things, I, I connect to this part of myself where, you know, there was this kid on stage that used to dance and used to love dancing, but then there was always the box around that experience yeah. and it was always controlled fun, like controlled yeah. joy. And that for me is something that I'm work, personally working through, busting through those bo- bo- boxes of here's a bit of joy have it over here you can't it's not allowed to permeate anywhere else in the rest of your you know it's kind of that is I know that's a societal conditioning thing but that's definitely something that I've experienced because being a dancer and then coming into Koya and having a completely different experience but I think that's actually incredibly common, you know, for for all of us is that, you know, it's like, oh, you're allowed to do a bit of drawing over here in your in your art lesson. As long as it looks play- like something, yeah. you know, yeah. 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 it has yeah. to be done properly. It has to be done properly. Exactly. But, you know, what What I was saying. Um, so last last Sunday, I ran, ran a messy art workshop, which was really good fun. But um what I was saying is, you know, inviting the women at the end, you know, you don't go away and just forget about this. Like you can create because we all need safety. That's what it comes down to. Yeah. And the more that you can create safe containers for yourself, be that 10 minutes to yourself to say, I'm going to take 10 minutes. And that is a that's not a box. That's not a you know, creating like strict rules around it. it's it's boundaries. It's it's boundaries and permission, isn't it? Exactly. It's permission. It's saying, yeah, yeah, this is a safe space. It's a safe time that I am giving to myself, and that comes back to the sovereignty and ownership of self. Yeah, and that's- oh, it's it's so important. One of the things that we do in Koya is that before anybody steps foot into the room or the space in which we're going to be practicing and dancing, is that we set sacred space. So. Yeah. 
and there's a safety aspect, like you said, it's the safety aspect because the body needs to feel physiologically and emotionally safe to be able to to explore. Otherwise, it will just go into fight or flight, won't it? So, yeah, yeah. we we will call, you know, we'll call on guides. We will create intention so that every woman who comes into that space, especially when you're going into hip opening because it can feel quite vulnerable, oh. God, is yeah. that 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 space is held and every single woman I know who steps into that space says it just feels different in here it feels like I can mm-hmm. allow myself to 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 go wherever I need to go yeah. um and without logically thinking about it and one of the things that I love about those spaces is like as the space holder even though I'm sitting in circle with women my intention and I said it on the on the show is like I'm fierce mama bear so whatever you need like I'm I'm holding that for you like we literally do do that as well and it allows people to drop in which I think is so important about safeguarding when you are when you are holding space like I've seen it done really really well and I've seen it done really poorly um and you always know when you don't feel safe in that kind of space don't you Mm. yeah yeah now, having the conversations about it is really important, you know. We've got to yeah. be really mindful of that, especially as there's more and more people out there doing this work or being curious about this kind of work, as I call the curious soul seekers. It's like going and working with somebody who you 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 feel that you're going to trust because it's going to allow you to go there. It's going to allow oh, you to do that. That that just I'm just going to pull on a thread, a controversial thread, because obviously the coaching industry does have the shysters that earn six figures with me now and and basically I imagine that there are quite a few people that have been through coaching experiences that have come out worse oh god yeah they don't have like you say the safeguarding piece I think that's really important to just kind of voice into because it's it's like everyone there's always the very there is a minority that make it gives an, another aspect a bad name you know whether it's you know kids not being allowed to build snowmen because other kids have built them with rocks you know it's sort of almost there's this very small minority that ruins it for the rest of us so I'm wondering if you've had any experiences around or whether you've got any- yeah I've got so many bloody opinions about <laughs> this <laughs> And it's and it's a it's a really interesting one. But what I'm going to come back to is it comes down to your intention. Yeah. And if your intention is to make money, which is a very patriarchal, and we need money, we need the world to go round. But it's like if your sole intention, regardless of how you wrap it up, I feel my solar plexus pinging here. Regardless of how you freaking wrap it up, if your sole intention is to make yourself as wealthy as possible, because the more wealthy you have, the more you can give it back whatever I'm going I'm being a bit facetious if your sole intention is to make as much money as possible then you're there's not as much care about the people who are coming into your space because at the end of the day what however you're wrapping that up you know if it's only about money it's not about people and this is where we've got to be really 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 careful with the coaching industry because for me coaching is about people like like end of end of it's about people and 
I may not, and I'm not saying that they have to be mutually exclusive. You can make money and coach people really, really well. And I have been in um, containers where that happens. And I've also been in containers where I've seen people really disempowered and not trust themselves anymore or their ability to be able to, you know, think strategically for themselves because they give all their power away to that person who's sitting up there saying, you can, you do it like this and you're going to get this result. And that's not a coach. You know, a coach is there to help somebody find their own path to what they're doing and give them the empowerment. You know, it's not to say do it my way and you will get the same results as me because it just doesn't work like that at all. So there's there's a difference. Coaching, you know, we've got to be really clearly defined on what a coach is and what you're going into that space for. Yeah, and I just yeah, I want to tag on to that that I've definitely been in spaces and just like preempt it by saying I don't think it is particularly about the individuals. It's more about the trend that we've we've seen about it's systemic as well, you know. Yeah, it's it's, it's definitely deeper stuff going on. I've definitely been in those spaces where I've I've like I've tried desperately to follow what they've been, you know preaching, teaching, whatever. And it's just not worked because in my gut, in my soul, it's it's not who I am. And there's a disconnection there, right? And, and when then you're there's disconnected. a sense of failure of, mm. and of being, you know, again, coming back to that, you know, yeah. the witch wound. It's like, yeah, I'm, oh, I don't belong here. <laughs> I've heard some freaking horror stories, I can tell you, of people who've been in those spaces and have been crying out saying, this thing's happening to me, I'm not able to even pay my mortgage or my rent. And then somebody saying, well, it's just because you're not manifesting it. It's just because yes. your energy's oh. off and it's because of this. And it's just like, are you actually kidding me? This is so dangerous. Yeah. Um and it's more common than we know, which is why when I was saying on the podcast, like anybody in my space, I'm the mother in that space. And so whilst I'm going to let people like explore, I'm still there. And I may not be a coach that makes a million or six figures and actually who gives a shit, but I'm so passionate about my work and there's such a level of care and responsibility for everyone who's in my spaces that it you know it they that even when it's challenging that they still know that they're in a safe space yeah 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 so much so much we could explore on that isn't there oh, oh this is another podcast in its entirety isn't it <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah absolutely it's yeah it's just insane really and like you say I think that's the big that the bit that I've really explored is like my husband will say, well, you'd just do it all for free if you could, wouldn't you? And so, well, yeah, I probably would actually, but we do need to pay for the house. So <laughs> but isn't that, isn't, it doesn't like come back to the mother energy versus, you know, the capitalist end game. It's yeah. like, yeah. Are you gonna you're gonna always favor the capitalist end game versus the nourishing mother energy? Or is there a way that we can actually have both? I, I, I think there's a way of having both, but it's um, it, 
it, again it's coming back to intention isn't it so yeah. like I you know I've definitely been in spaces where people have been really disempowered particularly about about money um and they're like well I just want to do it for free because money feels really dirty and it's like well no because money's an energy and yeah. it's like you can have both and it doesn't mean that you're greedy if you want to have you know it's about what you want for your life and what you want for your family's life and what you want it's not saying that what you have means somebody doesn't also have yeah yeah so I think there's a way of having both but it it, it's about us having a different relationship to what money brings for us and it does it goes straight back to intention like you say Kate it's almost like right, I know I I would like to call in this much because I would like to go on holiday or it's having that real clear, okay, this is what I need. This is how I'm going to try and get there. It's kind of, it's, and then taking the conscious action to then to yeah. get Because you can't just, like you say, sit there and om and it will no. just drop out the sky because that does this is groundbreaking news everybody you you do actually have to take action and not sit in your manifestation pants sorry (laughs) but that is that is the lie that is the that is the lie the naughty lie that people share in the spiritual space because I remember thinking right well I'm going to go into my feminine I mean I didn't do this for very long the penny did drop pretty quickly for me but I was like well why manifesting where is it it? and then you beat yourself up because you think there's something that you're doing wrong I mean you know there's so much toxicity in the spiritual world as well isn't there it's like maybe I'm not wearing the right pants have I got them on inside out what's going on here what is it is something wrong with me I'm not doing it properly I would like to add as well is that sometimes, especially when we're so tuned into our intuition, sometimes those action taking steps are really tiny. Oh, so tiny. Finding, finding within yourself, oh, yeah, I need to talk to that person. I've just had the nudge to reach out to them and just have a chat. And, you know, it is that simple sometimes. I talk about um, in my upcoming book, Big, Bold, Beautiful (laughs) Life, which is out by Welbeck Publishing in (laughs) September. Um, I talk about, and it's not a new concept, but the one degree shifts. So, you know, if you're taking one action every day and you think about your life as a 360, if you were taking one action, one degree shift every day over the course of a year, you've taken a whole full turn, you know, you might have yeah. five days off for a little bit of respite. But, you know, if you're just taking a micro action every day, you're still taking an action, yeah. which is just yeah. so powerful. And then the most important thing is to look back and see exactly. how far you've come. Yeah, you know, exactly. and that's super empowering because you're like, oh shit, this stuff really works, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. As a as a recovering, incredibly impatient person who literally just wants to get there now, um, yeah, I'm definitely learning this hugely because I look back at 20. You know, we've got that split right now, haven't we? Of like March 2020 versus March 2023, because it's significant in so many different ways. And reflecting on where I was and who I was in March 2020 versus now, I'm like, fucking hell, you know, it's just like the difference on so many levels. And and you guys know that as well. I'm sure you can relate. Oh, God. Yeah, I think that's the first time. I think not the first time, but that's definitely when we met because that was at the Mindful Living show. Yeah, it was, was, wasn't it? Just before the doors closed. I think we're both. Well, I'm definitely 
very different to then because I think I was trying so hard. <laughs> just and I've realized, and I'm, it's not that I don't try hard now. It's a different mm. way of being. It's kind of yeah. It's a really interesting. Yeah, looking back on that, yeah. really, oh, wow. The uh, the veil was dropped, wasn't it? And we had to actually look at ourselves in a completely different way and look at the world in a completely different way. Although I'm slightly, I'm going to say I'm slightly frustrated because I have many conversations with people. I mean, 2020 for me was probably the start of a huge period of expansion in my business because everyone kept, went, the doors shut and everyone went, who am I? What am I doing? I don't want that life anymore. I don't want to go back to that. And I was like, come to mama, come on, we'll get it. <laughs> come on. And we had like my business over that, that couple of years was incredible. Mm. And I kept, I kept saying to myself, everyone's saying now, or a lot of people are saying now, I'm never going to go back to the way that things were. I'm never going to do that. And literally in the past year, I mean, last year was challenging for a lot of people. And it's just gone straight back. Different, but even more pressure now. And it just reminds me of why the work that I do and the work that we all do is so important so that there are some spaces that you can come into so that if something like that happens again or you just get to that point where you're like no I can't do it that that help and that support is there um and then we've got to adjust we've got to then adjust again to people going back not that you can ever go back but yeah being there as space holders in friends with the with the sofa pivot 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 pivot. that's my life (laughs) i love that though i was born on a on a new moon i literally i love creating new i think what's been really interesting for me of having um the practical magic deck and a book coming out in september is that um I'm having to stick with things. So like my programs and, you know, the I'm having to really stick with things. But actually the joy in that is seeing how they evolve. And then I get to create new things in and around them rather than just like going, oh, I'm bored with that now, on to the next thing. Yeah. Do you, do you recognise that? That must be quite prevalent for you and, well, I guess you're I quite do. early on. Yeah. Yeah, how does that show yeah. up for you? I mean, I would say I kind of get into zones with things and I think, yeah, this is amazing. I'm really enjoying it. And then I'm like, okay, I need to do something else now. <laughs> but I've I've discovered that it's okay for me to have phases where I'm, you know, for example, maybe I'm not painting as much like, you know, right now, for example, maybe I'm not painting as much but I'm really getting into like this area of my business and maybe some of even uh, the admin stuff, you know, the admin stuff that I always neglect. Like yesterday I was uploading videos to YouTube, which I don't think I've done for years. (laughs) And it's okay to have those phases. Whereas before I'd be like, well, I've got to do a bit of this today and I've got to do a bit of that. And I must get in some painting this week. And it would be a bit more like, prescriptive yeah my friend um sarah weiler who's a brilliant coach she has this incredible concept and model called the carousel um and she also does this thing of knowing when to quit she's absolutely brilliant and 
what she talks about with the carousel is that it's almost like um, a yo sushi conveyor belt in that you've got all of the pots of things that you do are those dishes and rather than trying to cram them all in stuff them all in your gob at the same time although I would do that if I had the opportunity to um, is that you know they're going around so there may be projects that you've got that are really so valuable to you still but they might be on the back of the carousel and when you're ready to be mindful and consume and spend time with that it can come back around like I'm with practical magic because it it launched in 2018 and then it got picked up by the publisher um last year 18 months ago like I've had I'm re-engaging with it so for me there's like this this dish that's coming back around which I've always had the idea of is taking it into the corporate um space and it's starting to come back round into view. And I know when it comes in front of me, I'm going to go in on it. And the rest of the yeah. stuff will still be there and it's okay. Yeah. yeah. That's a gorgeous analogy. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Because it's just, you're just reinventing. It's all still there. Yeah. yeah. And that's definitely something I felt. Um, I mean, I created a, 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 the pivot piece was massive for everyone and I pivoted a, one of my clients online through that whole period and he's gone back to his face-to-faces now but then I created a whole kind of evergreen membership that felt really good and really nourishing at the time and we were meeting every Monday and it was great because no one was going anywhere so that was a you know and we could just sit every, everything was done from here yeah. And now where where I got to and we were on retreat last year and I was really kind of agonizing over whether I wanted because energetically it's a lot, isn't it? Running a membership and running those spaces. And like you say, as a mother of that space, there's only I, I just I had to let it go. I had to let it go to college for a bit, you know, and let go of it. So I let go of that membership and turned it into an even smaller container thinking that's exactly what needed. And it worked and it was great. And it, there was lots of amazing results. But after that, it's kind of, I was even, it, it was that whole, I must carry on doing it because it was successful. And it's like, but I don't want to. Yeah. And I think yeah. there's, it's that resistance to change again. It's like, it's okay to put it down and come back. Oh to my God. Yeah. Maybe it so it is. I mean, it's okay my <laughs> my overachiever decided to do a well-being festival in back in 2019 oh, yeah. <laughs> you remember that one yeah and um then last year I re-emerged it because it there was this I felt that this duty and this obligation to create a well-being space with people out that came out of you know as we came out of um those covid times and it was too much and at the end of the year, I was like, I'm broken. I'm freaking broken. And as amazing as the experience was for many other people, um, it wasn't brilliant for me. And I'm, I was okay to say, I'm not going to do it. And the relief I wake up with every day is that I don't have the, the level of anxiety and stress that I did every day last year. And I'm like, that's freedom that we get to choose and I will still create those spaces I will still do that in different ways it's just that it looks different you know it's just going to look different and that's okay and we learn from those Mm -hmm. spaces as well right it's kind of yeah I 
working you know managing those those kind of membership spaces it it was it I knew my energy was not in it my heart wasn't in it and therefore it was affecting the people in the space mm. yeah so I knew that too and like I still didn't want to let go of it because it yeah. sa- it's safety net it's like oh no but this is how I must make my money this way yeah well like, I'm also yeah, an- yeah. yeah, I'm a Libra, so I hang on to things for way much longer than I need to. Relationships, all sorts of things. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a really gorgeous um, point to wrap up for now. I mean, it's been, we could go on and on and on. Oh, thank you for coming on. It's been a love, juicy chat after as well. I've loved, loved it. Thank you for having me.